What is going on, everybody? This is Gino Spirito back with episode 19 of the Gino Spirito podcast. I hope you all are having a great day today. Today is thankfully Friday, February 12th. I hope you all had a great week. I know, um, you know, for me personally, it has just been a very hectic week full of recruitment events, full of school work and i am very happy that it is friday i'm very happy to be here with you all today um talking about some sports talking about some music um you know just the stuff that i love the most of course so um without further ado like i said i hope you all had a great week thank you for tuning in again and uh, let's get into it um and of course let's start with none other than these lakers man getting another overtime win making that three straight Overtime wins as they beat the Thunder 114-113 on Wednesday night, making the win streak as well. Sits games. Um, like I said, this is the third straight overtime game as there was a double overtime win against the Pistons and then two straight overtime win win games against um, this Thunder team. Uh, LeBron, Kuzma, Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, and Wesley Matthews all finished in double figures. It was an all-around collective effort to pull this one out. Oh, my goodness. And um, it was very much until the last second as LeBron got a steal, which caused the Thunder's inbounds blast to kind of go sideways. And it resulted in uh, them just heaving up a last-second uh, half-court shot and the Lakers getting a dub. So, thank gosh that happened. This, Like I said, it extends the win streak to... Uh, sits, which honestly might be the worst sits game winning streak of all time. Of course, it started um, in Boston, beating the Celtics by one. And then that went to Atlanta, um, narrowing out Trey Hawks and the, the, the Hawks with um, a 107-99 win. And then the best win of this, uh, this whole uh, winning streak was probably against the Nuggets. It was pretty dominating fashion at home, 114-93. Excuse me, and then of course the three straight overtime games. Obviously, the first double overtime game against the Pistons, and then two straight against the Thunder. Oh man! But like I said, it's been probably you know the worst sits game winning streak of all time. But you know we're winning, and that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Um, we moved to nine. I mean, not nineteen. Twenty and sits, um, second in the West, still just half a game behind Utah, who's sitting at twenty and five. Um, and we look to close out this five-game homestand with the win against the Grizzlies tonight at seven. Um, that'll push the winning streak to uh, seven total. Um, but um, on top of these wins, the All-Star Game's second um, fan return votes actually came in today, and this shows that Alex Caruso somehow, some way, gets in tenth for All-Star Game votes for West Guards, as um, this man has a total of 214,000 um, that is uh, behind, of course, the names of C.J. McCollum. Somehow, Clay Thompson is also at number eight. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, uh, John Morant, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, Luca, and, of course, Steph. In the front court, uh, we have LeBron leading all vote-getters um, in the West and the East with 4.3 million. And then uh, we have the Joker, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, Paul George, the regular people. But I thought it was funny that Alex Caruso made the guard. The guards for the West is probably uh, the funniest. And uh, not the funniest, but just, you know, it shows that these fan. Th- this is a fan vote. Of course, 
Alex Crusoe probably won't make the All-Star game. Clay Thompson has not played all year yet. These two guys are both in the top 10 of voting. Um, and then on the east side, I know Fred Van Fleet is number 10. Uh, he's been playing out of his mind lately, so that's understandable. But Russell Westbrook, Derek Rose, Colin Sexton, uh, some of the guards. Uh, and Bradley Beal still leading in the east with 2.5 million votes. And then in the front court, we have Kevin Durant leading uh, Giannis by a 1 million vote. Uh, margin now as he's at 4.2 and Giannis is only at 3.2 and then that's followed by Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler so obviously some notable names on there the players that will definitely be in this all-star game if there is uh, one that'll still be taking place of course that we have seen you know some drawback from uh, some key notable guys like LeBron, like Kawhi, um, but if this all-star game were to be happening, of course, you know, there's still those notable guys that are on that list, but you can, of course, tell that this is fan voting as, um, you know, Alex Caruso, Clay Thompson probably will not be, um, an all-star, unfortunately, for Alex Caruso, but, um, it shows that his following, it shows how big the brand of the Lakers is, and, uh, just the love that that man has, so it was, it was cool to see, it was funny to see. Um, but speaking of uh, the Warriors, they obviously got a 111-105 win over the Magic. They improved to 14-12, and which is 8th in the West. Uh, Steph Curry continues to just be amazing as he goes. He um, has 10 threes in this one, finished with 40 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists. Um, and in route to breaking... Um, more records as he is now averaging 30 points per game on 56% shooting, 43% from three, and 93% from the free throw line. Um, the, his 131 threes this season are nearly the same as his 2016 season, and the fact that he's turning 33 next month is just—it's unreal. Um, of course, if you if you don't know, his 2016 season was that MVP season where he won unanimous MVP. And at this point of the season, last time in 2016, he was averaging 30.1, shooting on 56, 45, and 90. So his numbers are just about even better um, than it was that season. Um, the Warriors have an, an a 112 point a 112.5 offensive rating with him on the floor, and that drops to 99.7 with him on the bench. So I think that alone um, shows just how much this man really means to uh, his team, how much uh, of an impact he truly has. And I feel like that's, you know, my why I feel like he, if he keeps this up, he could definitely be at that same level um, for his third MVP, of course. Um, LeBron and Joel Embiid are probably the front runners at the moment, but I feel in my honest opinion, I would love to see LeBron win. But Steph is single-handedly keeping his team in this playoff contention at the eighth seed. And he's doing it with record numbers. I mean, he now has the most games with five threes, hits three, five through 12 threes. I mean, what's up? <laughs> Sorry about that. I was actually saying hi to my uh, girlfriend and her friend. But uh, like I said, Steph has now the NBA history for the most, uh, the most games with five through 12 threes. Um, obviously he's had two games with 12 threes, but that is, like I just said, he has the record for that. He has a record for 11, 10, 9. It's just ridiculous. And like I said, if he continues on this pace 
it will be better than his MVP season. And I just feel like in the past, when it comes to the MVP voting, of course, we have LeBron always at the top. And we have some, you know, Joel Embiid who are playing on some remarkable teams. But I feel like if we're going to be voting um, who is the most valuable to their team, it has to be Steph Curry. Are you kidding me? The Warriors... We saw what happened last year when they didn't have any of their superstars. And now this year, I know Draymond has been hurt on and off. Um, but Steph, with them, of course, you know, he's literally keeping them in that hunt, in that push for the playoffs. I just feel like it's remarkable what he is doing. And I feel like there's no reason as to why he would not be the MVP um, if the season were to end today. But in other NBA news, uh, moving on. The Suns, the Phoenix Suns actually held off um, a 47-point effort from Giannis as they won 124-125, to one, uh, 125, and uh, they moved to fourth in the West, which is actually um, their best start since the 2009-2010 season, which they are actually, they're currently sitting at 15-9, um, and like I said, it's their best start since the 2009-2010 season with, of course, none other than Steve Nash being their point guard. Um, this is a season where they ended up finishing third in the West. Um, they ended up meeting the Lakers in this, um, the Western Conference Finals, and of course, um, they lost 4-2 to in that series, but that was a year that saw them finish at 54-28, and and I mean, with the duo of CP3 and Devin Booker averaging 40 points per game, 12 assists a game, shooting 47% from the field, I mean, the size is the limit for this team, you know? Like, I feel like Devin Booker's early career in the lead was so there were there were so many games um that were kind of just diminished and not talked about the way they probably would have if he was playing on a Suns team that was 15 and 9 was third in the west or fourth in the west um and now that he is on a team that is getting that reconciliation i i really feel like it's 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 good for him it's good for the Suns it's good for the league um you know Devin Booker is a Nets level talent and i really think that this Suns team you know, can meet that level of those Steve Nash, the Steve Nash era of the Suns, and maybe even pass it. I don't know if CP3 will stay after this year, um, but I think regardless, uh, he's been a great mentor to Devin Booker, and I think that this will just continue to elevate Devin Booker's game, DeAndre Hayden's game, all these younger core guys that are on this Suns team, and, um, you know, who knows? They can maybe... Uh, make a real shot at uh, getting past the semifinals, beating this Jazz team, beating the Clippers team, maybe even beating the Lakers, you know? Who knows what could happen in a seven-game series. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the sky's the limit for the Suns. It's great to see Devin Booker getting the uh, the the, uh, the recognition that he should be getting. Um, but another uh, news for gun superstars in the league, Luka Doncic actually is the reached 4,000 career points um, in the third fewest games, um, of course, the two people that were ahead of him were Michael Jordan, who did this in 134 games, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, who did this in 154, and Luka, who did it in 159. Um, unfortunately, this uh, the the greatness of uh, Luka is kind of being downplayed with the way the Mavs are uh, starting the season as they are still at 12 and 14 they're still at 11th in the western conference and this western conference is tough so unless the Mavs pick it up unless um 
something gets changed. Uh, who knows if they can make the playoffs, but Luka is still, as always, being great, playing out of his fucking mind. But, you know, there has to be some point that uh, this team just starts to elevate. Um, guys start to get healthier. Luka just starts to take over games, maybe the way Steph has been having to take over games for the Warriors. Um, but we'll see. But um, congrats to Luka for, um, you know, reaching 4,000 points in the third fewest games. I mean, that's a remarkable, remarkable accomplishment. And it's it's awesome to see uh, what the league uh, – who, who is – who the league um, – will be uh in control of when uh you know some of these older guys like LeBron and um you know the era of that 04 draft class kind of leaving and we get this new younger generation continuing to come in I think it, it's just it's gonna just continue to get better in, in some music news uh Spotify actually did the gave the biggest blue ball of all time last night as um, around 4 p.m. on Rap Direct, uh, Rap Direct actually posted about the new Judas or Judas um, album or soundtrack for the new movie, and Spotify commented on this rap page. Let me tell you, rap page uh, that there'd be a surprise drop, and of course, you know, the fact that Spotify was commenting on a rap page made everybody start speculating, including myself and my close peers, um, you know, who the who's going to be dropping? Would it be Drake? I mean, Drake does have a deal with Apple Music, so that was kind of unlikely, but still a possibility as at 8.40, he posted a picture of his uh, OVO Owl, so everybody started really thinking that it was go time. Uh, would it be Cole? Of course, you know, he's been teasing the, he's been teasing the offseason. Uh, we haven't gotten new music from him in a while. Would it be Kendrick? Would it be KDOT? Uh, you know, visuals have been released of him shooting music videos. It's been so long since we've heard from him. The last thing we heard from him was the Black Panther album. Um, and of course, this only resulted in it being Taylor Swift re-releasing uh, Love Story in her album Fearless as, you know, due to label controversies, uh, she's actually re-releasing, um, I believe, sets of her studio albums. Uh, so she owns her um, own material now, even though Taylor Swift did announce this and it wasn't a surprise drop. Um, I don't know if Spotify got some misinformation and I don't understand why they would comment on a rap page if it was Taylor Swift as a surprise drop. But yes, like I said, they did give a huge blue balls. But nonetheless, yesterday we did see Judas and the Black Messiah um, soundtrack come out. Of course, uh, like I said before, this uh, soundtrack features songs from Nas, Nipsey Hussle, and Jay-Z. Jay-Z, um, Hitboy, Smino and Saba, BJ the Chicago Kid, Little Dirk, Polo G, ASAP Rocky, Sir. I mean, the, the list goes on and on for this soundtrack. So, you know, of course, that set, um, that Spotify, um, dazedly, like I said, blue-balled us, but... Um, we did get a soundtrack that is has so many big name artists to uh, to even count, and of course it is um, you know the soundtrack is to in uh, I'm sure an incredible movie that I've yet to see still, but um, what a time um, to have this movie come out. Um, a lot of great history that needs to be talked about needs to be uh, stated. 
and I, I'm I'm so excited to listen to the soundtrack, and I'm so excited to listen. I'm not listen. I'm so excited to watch this movie as I um, as I feel like uh, a lot of people, um, especially in the culture that we're living in at the moment, uh, should watch this movie. Should give it the the um, time that it deserves. I'm I'm so excited um, to, like I said experience it all i'm so excited to after i experience it look up more history but i i really highly recommend to listen to the soundtrack and also watch the movie because it it sounds like there will be plenty of gems that come along with it um in the weekend news of course uh his his um highly anticipated after hours tour that is now that now had to postponed for three times total um and will start at the front of 2022 has already sold one million tickets um the tour of course spans for 105 days throughout the course of 2022 for the, from the united states to um, a bunch of different um, european countries uh, the weekend has also talked about releasing more music before this tour and how it will be possibly a challenge to balance this with his after hours material um because of course after hours did come out in march of 2020 so we're coming up on a year of this album being out um but of course this man abel had a whole entire quarantine and still kind of in quarantine to work on music um and honestly regardless of if he does drop anything new um you know this album Plus, all of his other material is going to be plenty to put on an amazing show. And I, I'm, I'm, I personally already have tickets. I'm thinking about going and getting a second um, show ticket just because I want to see this man so bad. I should have saw him already twice. And um, I'm just excited for this tour. I think everybody uh, who is a Weekend fan who um, is just a fan of uh, great music should... Um, really think about if they want to see this man live because I, I think that you will regret it if you don't. So, um, shout out to the weekend, shout out to Abel. Congratulations on that. In some NFL news, the Chargers have actually finally assembled their complete coaching staff. Um, you know, this comes uh, after, of course, uh, Brandon Staley was hired as our. As our um, new head coach, um, he said the goal of assembling the um, offensive coaching staff was to provide uh, their players with a staff that was cutting edge. Um, he said he really wanted to get uh, coaches from different backgrounds um, in order to create this unique offense that is, of course, um, ran by no, none other than uh, Justin Herbert, a man who is coming fresh off of a rookie of the year, um, fresh off of having the highest passer rating against this Tampa Bay Buccaneers who looks absolutely dominant against Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, as um, he was the only quarterback all season to have a higher passing rating than 125, and he had a 137.9. So definitely somebody to start building this coaching staff around. Um, you know, they're a younger bunch as um, Giff Smith is actually the oldest one at uh, 52, and that is our defensive line coach. And the youngest is uh, John Timo, and he is uh, only 28. This is our um, this is a coaching – and then – what's it called? Sorry about that. But uh, about half of the staff is also under 40 years old. I thought that was 
interesting. I can't really remember the last time the Chargers have completely swept um, their coaching staff the way they have this year. Plus, um, kind of switch gears to make it a lot younger, you know? We have Giff Smith, who's at 52, um, of course. But a lot of these guys have so much experience for the age they are. And it's just remarkable what this what what this um, front office and um, Brandon Staley was able to do. Of course, we uh, the positions that we now have new coaches for is the secondary, wide receivers, assistant special teams, um, assistant offensive line, offensive assistant, defensive quality control, pass game coordinator, run game coordinator, defensive line, assistant secondary, running bats. Uh, tight ends, offensive quality control, linebackers, and of course the run game coordinator and outside linebackers. You know, the list goes on and on for the um, just the new coaches that we're going to be having in this building. Um, but I really just don't think that is a reason to panic. Um, I really think that it was about damn time, if you want me to be brutally honest. Um, I think a sweep like this needed to happen. I needed a new, fresh culture. Um, that like like uh, Brandon Staley said cut edge offense not giving anything continuing to push the ball down the field continuing to score continuing to just stomp all over whoever we are facing because that is exactly how we are going to win football games we're not going to just give it up um not going to play conservative ball I really think that um the Chargers have the right vision I hope that we can be the second team to host the Super Bowl this upcoming year, and I think that we have the talent and now the coaching staff to do so, and I'm just so excited to get to work with them. Um, but yeah, in other in other NFL news, today um, was a sad day for Houston, uh, for the Houston Texans, as they released probably their best player of all time in franchise history, uh, and J.J. Watt. Um, you know, it's a uh, pretty crazy and the remarkable run that uh jj watt had i mean since 2011 and his nfl defensive rankings um he had 101 sats which is second 25 forced fumbles which is tied for fourth 16 fumble recoveries which is tied for first 59 batted passes which is first and 162 just disrupted drop bats i mean that's just pretty remarkable um qb hits plus sats as well 298 I mean, nobody else in the league had over um, 230. And, uh, of course, the bigger accolades, three-time defensive player, five-time pro bowler, two-time NFL stats leader, 101 career stats, like I mentioned, which is a franchise record, 172 tackles for loss, which is another franchise record, and then the 25 25 forced fumbles, um, of course, were franchise record. Like I said, this man is... And he has to be the greatest Houston Texan to ever play because all of the, I mean, his accolades and awards go on and on, but the remarkable things that he did off the field for the community of Houston will never, ever, ever be forgotten. And I mean, the impact that he made on, I mean, really the country. I mean, I, I know for a fact that this man just put his entire heart into the city when everything happened and really gave back and tried to help as many people as he could. It's it, it just amazing what he did. And, you know, it's unfortunate that him and the Tetsons weren't able to really see eye to eye anymore, as we see also with Deshaun Watson. And 
Um, you know, this, I don't know what's really happening with this Tatsun's organization, but, you know, where does AJ Watt go? Does he go to Pittsburgh? Does he reunite with both of his brothers? Uh, does he go to Green Bay, help Aaron Rodgers get his second ring? Does he come to L.A.? Does he go with, uh, you know, Sean McVay? Or does he come to join Justin Herbert? Does he go to Indy, join that great defense? Um, possibly a new a new quarterback like Carson Wentz in there. Or Tampa, does he follow Tom Brady, try to get a bat-to-bat Super Bowls? Um, you know, I feel like J.J. Watts uh, definitely has plenty of time left in the NFL um, to win a ring that he is so desiring. But, you know... I know his he's been dealing with injuries the past few years. It's good that it's a good sign that he played this entire season. Um, but man, what a blow! Another blow for um, Houston as they in the past twelve months, man, they've lost some serious stars. I mean, they, of course, uh, the Texans have also lost DeAndre Hopkins, who was uh, traded a very controversial trade um, where he only saw a second rounder in return, which is just crazy. Uh, James Harden was, of course, traded to the Nets um, a few weeks ago. Uh, George Springer, but fought the Astros. They cheated, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, Russell Westbrook as well, who was uh, traded to the Washington Wizards um, and kind of was the start of the Houston Rockets rebuilding their franchise. But um, remarkable run by J.J. Watt, like I said. And I think wherever he ends up, that organization, that team will um, definitely – it's benefit from him and all the experience that he's had and all the accolades that he's been able to accomplish um, in his career. And uh, I really just hope he wins a ring wherever he goes. I hope he has success. And, um, you know, it, it, it's all you can for these guys that gave their heart and their soul into this city um, that they first got drafted to. And um, unfortunately, you know, times change, people change and, um, you know, sometimes you had to move in the in a different direction, but I hope that um, J.J. Watt can still find success uh, outside of uh, Houston. And, you know, uh, speaking of having success outside of their uh, team who drafted to, of course, Matthew Stafford um, is having to say goodbye to uh, a place he's called home for about 12 years in Detroit, um, and that's was followed with um, him and his wife actually pledging $1 million to build an education center in Detroit. Um, you know, that, his wife posted that that's her, our final thank you and that there are not enough words to truly express how grateful they were. Um, but what a gesture by Matthew Stafford and his wife. Um, you know, some of the injuries that he's played through in 2020, um, you know, a partially torn UCL in his thumb, uh, and his left elbow, a broken rib, a torn ligament in his left knee, a right ankle sprain. And, uh, you know, for him to not talk about his injuries due to, um, you know, him being woke enough, him being understandable enough to, you know, him having enough knowledge to get, why, you know, what other people in Detroit are going through, whether that is, you know, where are they going to get money with this pandemic to pay their mortgage, to pay for rent, to pay for food? Um, how am I going to, you know, get my car from here to there? Um, for him to battle through all these injuries and continue to try to be a um, happy spotlight for these people that are obviously going through so many hardships um, is really remarkable. And I feel like that is exactly why I truly believe 
uh, he will find success in L.A. I think he's in it in a great system with Sean McVay, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna finally be able to take the lead by a storm. Um, kind of what he was doing in Megatron, but he just didn't have the right overall team to really compete in the playoffs. And I feel like with this Rams defense, who it'll be interesting to see without Brandon Staley, of course, but um, you know Matthew Stafford has been so consistent throughout the years. He's played through so many injuries. He's been such a tough quarterback to to really match up with for any defense and for him to be put in the right system and for him to have a defense for once and just a coaching staff that like wants to win. Um, I think it'll be remarkable um, for his career. And I think it'll be great um, for everybody else to witness and not, uh, you know, have a lot of these highlights and games just kind of be thrown under the bus because they had either lost or just because they're Detroit and they're the Detroit lions. Um, but what a gesture by him and his wife, um, I'm sure that the fans of Detroit really appreciated it and will miss him for sure. Um, speaking of other quarterbacks on the move, um, more teams are calling about Russell Wilson as, um, of course, Seattle does not seem interested in moving on from their quarterback at the time. But uh, this follows all the um, commentary about uh, Russell Wilson being frustrated with uh, the amount of hits he's been encountering over the past few years as you know, he's, he's experienced more hits than any of the quarterbacks in the league um, since he's entered the league. Um, and him expressing that frustration, uh, it looks like a lot of teams are calling about a possible trade, but Seattle's not interested at the time. Um, but I'll see, you know, you never know. You never know with this league. It's a business at the end of the day. And who knows if the right trade comes around uh, if Russell Wilson would be on the move. Um, but, of course, the quarterback that we for sure think will be on the moon is Deshaun Watson. Um, his He... It has been reported that he is intrigued by a trade to the 49ers or Broncos. Um, you know, I really think that uh, a trade to the Niners will be something that will elevate the Niners to another level. And I think the Niners are already great if they didn't have all their players on IR this past year. Uh, Broncos trade would be really unfortunate, but if that's uh, the best fit for him, if that's uh, what ends up happening, um, you just got to hope for the best for Deshaun Watson. I mean, everybody's left in Houston now. I mean, DeAndre Hawkins, J.J. Watt, Will Fuller's probably on the move. Um, he just needs to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and we just got to hope that he can. So, you know, uh, I, it's going to be an interesting offseason for, for quarterbacks in the NFL. And I know that we're only a few days into the offseason with the, the Super Bowl still fresh on our mind. But I'm really excited for this new lead year. I'm excited um, to just see where all these quarterbacks end up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it here. Um, like I said, I hope you all had a great Friday. I hope you enjoyed um, get another episode of the Gino Spirito podcast. Um, I hope you all have a great weekend and, uh, you know, stay safe as always. And I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much.